Zoom recording. Right. Good morning. All right. God bless. <laughs> All right. God bless everybody today. Um, today we're going to talk about Acts and we're going to talk about Paul. And so let's put on a little music while we get ourselves together over here. And um, then we'll tune back in. Let's see here. All right, we hope everybody's having a good week this week. It's a new week. I'm gonna put on a little music. Oh, let's hit the let's hit the kid again. Welcome, welcome to Yes and Amen. You church with Derek, Pastor Derek Fletcher, Derek Fletcher and Yanni Fletcher. Thank you for tuning in on today. And uh, today we're going to talk about heroes of the story. And the main person or the main focus is Paul on today. And so if you know anything about Paul, he was very influential. He wrote the majority of the Old Testament and a lot of the order and ordinance, ordinance, the protocols for communion and then order in the church, uh, requirements for elders, pastors, deacons. Um, he instructed and he wrote on a lot of those things. And he also brought little bit more order to to the gentiles and what they should do and then the messianic jews he shared information with them <laughs> kind of dissecting uh the difference between the law and 
the fulfillment of the law through Jesus. So he was very well versed in those areas. And so today we want to give you the students an understanding of life in the early church. We also want to inspire stories about key people featured in Acts, which Paul is definitely one. And then we want to challenge you, the students, uh, to uh, forget, forget their past lives and sin, right? Maybe you did something that was not right or something. You, you got to move forward, especially if you're in Jesus. And then to preach with boldness and to remain faithful to the Lord, just as Paul did. Now, Paul, when he received the fullness of God through Jesus Christ and on Damascus Road, he really understood his purpose after that. He really, well, he just, he, he understood that he wouldn't be killing Christians anymore. And so his whole life is going to be different. And, and so <clears throat> we want to look at the topics of boldness, courage, evangelism, faith, influence, peer pressure, and then stand firm. Okay, so let's go through and look at Acts 9 and 5. It says, who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. <coughs> Excuse me. So here is Paul and Saul and Paul. The, the names are interchangeable, referencing him. This is where he's on the way to Damascus Road to go and kill uh, the Damascus Road. He was going to go kill more Christians and he saw a light and it blinded him and it more or less knocked him off of his horse. And so this is what <laughs> Jesus said in Acts 9 and 5. He said, who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Again, one more time, Acts 9 and 5 says, who are you, Jesus? I mean, who are you, Lord, Saul said. And then he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Okay, so repeat after me, Acts 9 and 5. Acts 9 and 5. And he says, who are you, Lord? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. Saul asked. I am Jesus. I am Jesus. Whom you are persecuting. Whom you are persecuting. He replied. He replied. All right, let's go through that one more time. It says, who are you, Lord? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. Paul asked. I am Jesus. I am Jesus. Whom you are persecuting. Whom you are persecuting. He replied. Okay. Um, 
All right, we're going to ask Yanni to open us up in prayer this morning. Lord, thank you for all that you do for us and all that you will do for us in the future. I want to thank you for everything that you that you've given up for us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray again. Amen. Amen. All right. We're going to freeze it right here. So this is like a group, um, the group activity. And you can pause and look over it and go through it. But we're, we're, we usually don't go through this. All right, let's get started. So Paul is one of the most well-known by people in the Bible, but you may not know everything about him. Okay, it says here, how many books of the Bible did Paul compose? There was at least at least 10, I'll say. <laughs> okay, but it says here at least 13, maybe 14. So they're not sure about the book of Hebrews. And so that's a lot of books um, that he composed in the Bible. Okay. And it says here, in addition to Paul, what other names is he known by? Any volunteers for that one? Saul. Okay. Yeah, cool. Saul. Okay. So when Paul first called Paul in the scripture, when is Paul first called Paul in the scripture? When did that happen? We'll, we'll reveal that because we didn't. We didn't necessarily read that up there up top. It didn't tell us that. So, right, it says in Acts 13 and 9, note, if it was not a name change based on his conversation, but rather another name that was used based on the culture. Okay. So Saul is a Hebrew-oriented word. Paul is a Roman-based rendition, or the Gentiles called him Paul, okay? Just for your information so you'll know. But as he converted on Damascus Road, ultimately through time, the church knew him as Paul, okay? So according to scripture, how many cities does <clears throat> Paul visit? Let's take a look at that because we didn't really. So he visits 48 cities, almost, almost like the original 48 states. And then you have Alaska and uh, Hawaii, right? Okay, any questions? Let's no. get dug in, let's get dug in. Okay, so I'll read one verse, Derek, you'll read two, and then Yanni, you read three. Let, let me just verify something here real quick. I wanna make sure. 
Yeah, okay, we are recording. All right, so says here, and Saul approved of their killing him. On that day, a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Okay, so here, and we read this before, this is referencing Saul and he gave, he got, a, he got approval from the Sanhedrin to execute uh, Stephen or Stephen, right? And so this is just referencing that. Okay, uh, verse two, Derek. <clears throat> God, godly men buried. All right, I'm pause. I'm pause. Godly men buried and mourned All right, good. Saul began to destroy the church, going from house to house. He dragged off men and women and put them in prison. Okay, all right. And so, if you notice, the apostles they scattered. They went to Judea and Samaria. At the well one day. So who who murdered? Who's murdered the saw endorse? Derek. Did he approve? Who was it in the in the scriptures above here? What name? Endorse means he wrote off on it. He was okay with it. He was a part of it. Okay. So Stephen, right? Yeah. Okay. So who per when persecution breaks out? What role does Saul play? And that's for everybody. Who put uh who puts men and women in prison? Okay, say it again. I said he drags off men and women and puts them in prison. Okay, he drags off men and women and puts them in prison. And he's like and the head he ringleader. The church. Okay, and, and the church. Okay, so he begins to destroy the church, going from what? House to house and putting them in jail. Okay, anybody want to add anything else to that? That's pretty accurate. And so before Paul became Paul, he was Saul, right? When we first meet him in the book of Acts, he is what? He's watching Stephen, Stephen, what? Be stoned to death, right? For preaching the gospel. And he is absolute, he is the absolute last person we would expect to plant hundreds of churches. But the will of God for him was that he do that. And so the Damascus Road experience 
gave him a clearer vision and revelation on what it was he's supposed to do. So at least three mission journeys he accomplished and wrote about half the Old Testament, 13 or 14 books. However, something drastic happens that changes his life and the history of the church forever, right? So he had an encounter with God, right, through Jesus. And he says, hey, man, what you doing? Why are you killing? Why are you persecuting me? Why are you coming after me, right? And so that changed everything about his life. Okay, so let's take a look at this, Paul's conversion. So I'll read two. I'll read two of the verses. And Derek, you read two. You read three and four, Derek. And Yanni, you read five and six. And so this is Acts 9, 1 through 6. He says here, Meanwhile, Saul was still uh, breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples, right? He says, hey, I, I got you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take you out. I got approval. Pastor? Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Then, okay. You read three and then Yanni reads three then. Okay. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. Okay. I'm mute. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the, the synagogue. 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 Damascus. Damascus. So that if he found any, if he found any who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might put them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. Okay, yeah. To the ground and a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. He replied, Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. Okay. All right, so so Damascus Road impacts his life. And then Jesus told him, he said, go to the city and you'll be told the next phase. And at that time, Barnabas, uh, we'll see if it gets into that part of it. So what kind of threats is Saul breathing out against the disciples? And that's an open question. Anybody can answer that. Mm. I believe it was about how uh, uh, how they were how like uh, God was um, like why these men preach of work when God isn't still I think because I believe didn't Paul Saul now Paul um um arrest uh 
Christians get Christians just because they were speaking the word? Yes. He threatened them. He said, you preach the word, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you out. Okay. So uh, number two, where is Saul going in this passage to persecute more believers? Where is he going? Yeah. Okay, he's going to Damascus. Okay, as Saul approaches the city, what happens, Gianni? What happens? He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. So after Saul falls to the ground, what does the voice say to him? You already said it, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Says, hey, why are you why why are you persecuting me? Why are you after me like that? Saul responds by saying, Who are you, Lord? He says, What? Saul. Who are you, Lord? What's the deal? Okay. And so what does Jesus tell him to do, Derek? Tells him to go into the city to uh, um Okay. Um, he told him to go to the city, and then he'll be told what to do next, right? Uh, okay. Yes. So during this time, he was going to go, and he was going to be taught by Barnabas and led by the Holy Spirit, right? And so what we are seeing is the beginning of Paul's transformation, right? All right, so let's take a look at this right here. And this is like, this is like nine verses. One, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, so is it ten? Yeah. Two, three. Okay, uh, Derek, you read the first five. And then Yanni reads the last uh, five. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he see nothing. So they led him by the hand unto Damascus. For three days was he was blind. Three days. And did not eat or drink anything. In the Massachusetts, there was a disciple named Ananias. Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision. Ananias, yes, Lord, answered. Okay, 11. The Lord go to the house of Judah on straight street. And on straight street, and asked for a man from Tarsus, Tarsus named Saul, for he praying. Okay. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias. Ananias come and place his hands on me to restore his sight. Lord Ananias answered. 
I have heard many reports about this man and all of and all the harm he has done to you, your holy people. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So now, right, right. he's blind and God told Ananias, he says, hey, I want you to go find him, right, on, on Straight Street. Not only that, I want you to touch him in his eyes. And so Ananias got nervous, right? He said, wait a minute. He said, this is the same dude that was killing your people in Jerusalem. And you want me to do what? All right, go ahead, Yanni. And he has come with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, Ananias, and Ananias, Ananias, go. This man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. Will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Okay. So he tells him, says, hey, but the Lord said to Ananias, he says, go, this man is my what? What do you say, Jerry? Chosen instrument to proclaim my name to who? To the Gentiles. Says, hey, this guy, even though he was doing what he was doing, he's the right guy at the right time. Okay, cool, right? Yes. So God, if God used uh, uh, Saul and converted him, and now he's Paul, what about you and I? <clears throat> he can use us too. Okay, um, let's see. All right, Derek, read question number one. When Saul gets up, what difference? He is lying. Okay. Number two, Yannick. Who does Saul meet in Damascus? He meets the Lord. Okay, who else does he meet? Ananias. Okay, Ananias. All right. So what are the Lord's instructions for Ananias, Derek? Go to the city of Damascus. You have You'll find a man Okay, he's waiting, he's praying. And he says, what, well, go to the place of, what, Straight Street, right? Yes, Straight Street. But he also told him to do what? Because he, he was blind, he said to do what? Okay, lay hands on him and restore his sight. Okay, so what is Ananias' reaction in verse 13, Yanni? Can you scroll up to verse 13? He yeah, said, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. Okay, so, so he's a little bit nervous, huh? And he, he might even be a little bit of a friend. He says, hey, see, I heard about this guy. Okay, so what does the Lord say to Ananias regarding his purpose for Saul? What does he tell him? 
Anybody can answer that. Okay, I'll answer it. He said that he was chosen as my instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and the people of Israel. So that's like a huge chosen, chosen call, right? He said he's a chosen instrument. He's been set aside, talk with the Gentiles, the, their kings, and the people of Israel. Wow. So what does God have for you and I? Right? He had such a great thing for Paul to do. So what about you and I? You know, so there's some great things, um, Derek and Yanni, that he has for you. You are also set aside instruments called of God to do a specific purpose. Okay, so let's look at Acts 9, 17 through 22. Okay, you read three, Derek, and Yanni, you read three. <clears throat> then Ananias went to the house and oh, go ahead. And entered it, placing his hands on Paul. He said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here has sent me has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately something like like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized and after taking the food he regained strength. Okay, hold, hold on. So remember he didn't eat anything for three days. And then all of a sudden, Ananias comes. He says, hey, you know, um, I heard about what happened at, on Damascus Road. He says, hey, I'm going I'm to uh, restore your sight. The Holy Spirit is revealed to me, right? And he was in, in Saul was baptized, and then he took in some food to regain his strength. Okay, Yanni. Uh, All right, you, you're muted. Uh, I was muted. Yes, you was muted. You got to start all over again. Where are we at on... Uh, Saul spent several days Saul with the disciples in the, Damascus. With the disciples in Damascus. At once he began to preach in the synagogues. synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. All those who heard him were ast astonished. Astonished and asked, Isn't he the man who raised? Have Raised havoc. havoc with Jerusalem among 
those who call on his name and hasn't he come were to take them as prisoners to the chief priests yet Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the jaw the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Messiah. Okay, okay. let's take a look at it. So after he was baptized and, and, and he spent several days among uh, the disciples in Damascus, he began to preach in the synagogue and he began to talk about Jesus and they were so astonished. So Paul received revelation from God about the teachings of Jesus Christ. Not only that, he challenged the Hebrew people in the synagogues by sharing the word in the chief priests, right? And so look at what God did here. And so they were all like, they were baffled and they were like really like scratching their heads like, hey, who is this guy? We know that he killed Christians, but now he's teaching with power and with revelation, revealing the things of God. Okay, Derek, does Ananias obey God? Yes. Okay, Yanni, what does Saul do next? Can you scroll up? Sure. It says uh, that immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes. eyes. Okay, so from that point, then he could see again, right? He was blind for like uh, three days, I believe it is. Yeah. He got up and was baptized. Okay. He was baptized. And what did he do after that? And after taking some food, he regained his strength. Okay. Okay. And he spent several days with the disciples. And then he what? When does Paul begin to preach? Hmm. All right, so. He began to preach in the right? synagogue. Synagogue. So it was, it was after he spent several days or, yeah, several days in the, in the, with the disciples. Okay, so he preaches. Okay, so here they're referencing, he preaches immediately or at once right right okay <clears throat> what kind of response does Paul does Saul receive from his listeners Derek or should I say Derek what are they are they like surprised 
Are they happy? Are they sad? Are they like astonished? They're happy and astonished. Okay. Okay, okay. All right, Yanni, how does Saul react to the to this response? What do we read about him in verse 22? It says that yet Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus. Okay. By proving that Jesus is Messiah. So he proved to them. And so at this time, the Jews didn't believe that Jesus was Messiah. Not only that, you still have some Jews that don't believe that Jesus of Nazareth was Messiah. But you do have Jews that believe and they are called Messianic Jews are mm you know, referencing Messiah. Okay. Let's go down and take a look at this one. Okay, so here, uh, read 20, Acts 11, 25 and 26. And so Derek, you read the first verse, Yanni read the second verse. Or should I just have you read the first and second verse there? Okay. Then... Then Barnabas. Oh, Barnabas went to Tarsus. Yeah. Tarsus. Look for Saul. Okay. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. Okay, go ahead. You can read it. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians for first at Antioch. So here, he spends a whole year with Barnabas. And they taught great numbers of people. And the first term of Christian was applied to the Christians at Antioch, according to Acts 11, 26. So, Yanni, how long did Barnabas and Saul preach in Antioch? I just gave you the answer. Uh for a whole year. For a whole year. Okay, so what happens for the first time in this city, Derek? They become Christians. Okay, the name of the term Christian is applied. The disciples are called Christians. All right, so <clears throat> Paul's ministry launch launches after his time in Antioch, right? We do not have enough time today to talk about everything that happened during Paul's ministry. There were a lot, and he went to over 48 places. 
So let's let's make this real. Let's take a look here. There's some there's some citations here and some things. Let's take a look at it. And making it real, making it real. Okay. So forget your past. It's hard for us to wrap our minds around who Paul was before meeting Jesus, right? But he was the worst of the worst. He was the poster child for the persecution of Christians. But he did a 180. He was going this way and God called him and now he's going this way. Okay, so who would you say is a great enemy of the gospel today? So what's what's an enemy of the gospel today, the good news getting out? What do you think? Mm. I can't think of any. Okay, Yanni. Huh? Sin. What? Who? What? Oh. Okay, so atheist, terrorist. What's an atheist? People who don't believe. Okay, people who don't believe in God. Okay. Okay, and so it says here also terrorists. Yanni, what, what are terrorists? What do they do? A person who disturbs another person. Okay, they create fear and they create terror by bothering other people. Okay. What about new age, like people that practice uh, vampirism, witchcraft, and those type of things, right? That's another area. <clears throat> okay, so how would you feel if a leader in one of these groups became a Christian and started preaching the gospel? I feel like I feel a whole lot safer. Okay. So so there is a guy. Um his last name is Ramirez, and I forgot his first name. And so he's a Christian now before he was a part of the Church of Satan. And they were prepping him to be a high leader uh and a warlock. But he went and God, very much like Saul, God spoke to him and showed him that heaven was real. And so now Ramirez, and I can't remember his first name now. Um, I, oh, John, is it John Ramirez? Now he travels across the nation and all over the world teaching about the gospel of Jesus. He has books, he has tapes, and he has prayer uh, workshops where he teaches Christians about how to fight battle against Satan and all of those areas, right? And so um, he has a great testimony. All right, so do you think people felt that way about Paul, 
they were skeptical, they were nervous. But eventually, they had to do what? They had to receive Paul, right? Because his works, right? His works made room for him. He was a chosen vessel by God. Yanni, do you think Paul battled the feelings of guilt, remorse, and inadequacy about his ministry? What do you think? No. You don't think so? Okay. Maybe, maybe not. You know, he kind of... What do you think, Derek? Do you think he had remorse or he battled anything or... Or you think he heard from God and he just went for it? Heard from God and just went for it. Okay. Yeah, I I think that Paul was that type of guy. Once he got the right direction and instruction set from God, he didn't wallow in the past. He just corrected his life and he went for the things that God asked him to do which i think is a great and awesome thing okay i'll, I'll read this one right here first timothy 1 and 16 it says but for that very reason i was shown mercy so that in me the worst of sinners christ jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. And so we as people and individuals don't have a heaven or a hell to put people in. But Jesus and his example, right, has granted us, when we declare Jesus as Lord, has granted us to receive eternal life, right? So he was beaten, he was spit on, he was made fun of, but ultimately he gave himself for us. And so here, uh, question number one, Paul calls himself what in this verse? What does he call himself? He was, he was the what? He was the worst of sinners because he had license to kill Christians. So um, how does God use Paul's story to influence others? What do you think? Hmm. He uses it. Uh, I think to as an example for those who who believe in him and receive okay eternal life. Okay, so we use it as an example, uh, and then also those that are on the wrong path. But they receive revelation from God about their lives and about Jesus. 
and you make the change, right? You don't wallow in your past. And Paul says, uh, I lay aside every weight and everything that so easily beset me, right? And then he says, I go forward with patience, running the race that is set before me. All right. So is it fair to say that Paul, that if Paul could be saved, then anyone can be saved? What do you think? Okay. You think so too, Yanni? Yes. Okay. And so is it fair to say that, okay, we already said that. So be bold. Don't be afraid of Christ in your life, right? And so Paul's life was one of boldness for, for the Lord. Once he received revelation, once he received understanding, he received the fullness, he learned, and then he activated and he shared with other believers and he went forward, right? And so time after time, Paul faced opposition. Time after time, he had to speak before the Jews. He had to speak before the Gentiles. He had to speak before uh, governors. He had to speak before kings and queens. And ultimately he had to go to Rome as a citizen. But he was never afraid. And he spoke with boldness, with holy boldness. And so Acts 19 and 8 says, Paul entered the synagogue and spoke boldly. Therefore, three months arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. And so he was trained by Gilgamel and Gilgamel was a noted scholar of the Old Testament and the law. And, and so Paul was a student of this guy. So, so, so Paul knew the law back and forth and he received the revelation about Jesus so he could share much fuller the principles of the law and how it relates to Jesus as Lord, right? And so Jesus came to fulfill the law and we're, we're not up under the law anymore. We're not. So where do you think Paul got his boldness from? Yanni? Uh, I think Paul got his boldness from Got his boldness from where? God. From God? What about the Holy Spirit? Right? Okay. Right? Not only that, the sense of purpose, the sense of calling, and then the fellowship of believers, but ultimately starts with God and the Holy Spirit. So, Derek, why do you think Many Christians are not bold for the Lord. Ooh, today. Why do you think? I 
I think it's probably because times have changed. Okay, times have changed. You think times have changed? I mean, pre. I mean, yes, preaching, preaching. Um, at church, yeah, well, fine. But uh, people nowadays have their own personality. Okay, they had their own personality back then too. Yeah, but like nowadays, outdoors and people outside. You think so? Okay. Well, they probably thought the people were crazy back then too. But but when they saw, but when they saw the glory of God. And they knew that it was real. What did they do? They converted, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's the same principle today, right? So they might feel like they do not know enough or fear failure. So people are afraid of failure. Are they afraid that they don't know enough? So if you had an audience and the opportunity to share the gospel, what would you say? And so this is a question for everybody. Derek, what would you say? Hmm. And then be ready, Yanni. What was the question? It's right there, number three. Read it. If you had an audience and what might you say? What would you say? What would you say? How So if you had an audience and an opportunity to share the gospel, the gospel is the good news. What would you share? What would you say about the good news? And people were listening. I just from the heart. Okay, like what? I'm the audience. Convince me. What would you say? How would you share Jesus with me? Ladies and gentlemen, I have something to tell you. I don't, I, I don't know. I okay, we're going to come back to you. All right, Yanni, what would you tell him? Share about the good word of the Lord, like uh, what the good thing that he's done, the good things that he's done for us. Okay, so we'll tell about the good things that he's done for you. Okay. Anything else? No. Okay, we back to you, Derek. I'm thinking. I still don't know. I just tell him how he's all right ladies and gentlemen on today i want to share with you about the gospel of the good news and so the good news is all right my turn my turn you if you want your turn you can come back later after i'm done but it's my turn now the good news is by the finished work of the cross of jesus christ we've been set free from sin death, hell, and the grave. The word says, by his stripes, we are healed. So we're healed from sickness and disease. We're healed from mental anguish and anxiety. 
Because of Jesus, we have access to our heavenly birthright in God through Jesus Christ. That means we don't have to want for food. We don't have to want for shelter. And ultimately, we're no longer prisoners to lies. We're no longer prisoners to sin. And we should not have fear on the earth. I submit to you, if you confess Jesus as Lord and you really believe that he died on the cross for our sins, you will receive salvation and ultimately freedom from the boundaries of this world. So that's what I would share. That's me. All right. You got something to say, Derek? No. Okay. All right. All right, so it says be faithful. What do you think being faithful means? Keeping in the word. Okay, all right. Okay. All right, so this is what we're going to do. All right, so Derek, you're going to read uh, Acts 28, 17 through 20, and then Yanni, you'll read Acts 28, 32, 31. How about that? Okay. Wait, then Yanni. Oh, that's right. Okay, Yanni, you read uh, 28, 17 through 20, and then Derek will read 28. Actually, I was going to read 17 through 19, then Yanni can read 19. Can read 20 and then read the other ones. Okay. All right. We'll do it that way. Three days later, he called together the local Jewish leaders. When they had assembled, Paul said, assembled, Paul said to them, My brothers, although I have done nothing against our people or against the the customs of our ancestors. I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Romans. To the Romans. <clears throat> they examined me and wanted to release me because I was not guilty of any kind deserving death. The Jews objected so I was compelled to make an appeal to Caesar. Caesar. I certainly did not intend to bring any charge against my people. My own people. Okay. Hold on for a minute. So he's saying here, see, there were false things that were said about me. And so there was no evidence and no witnesses, but the Jews insisted. And so he had to appeal to Caesar. And at that time, that was like appealing to the president of the United States, the equivalent of the, the world known leader at that time. Okay, Yanni. Are you there, Yanni? Yes. Okay. So read 20 and then read Acts 28 31. 
For this reason I have asked to see you and talk with you. It is because of the hope, the hope oh. of Israel, Israel that I bound with this chain. For two whole years, Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him. He proclaimed the kingdom of the Lord and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. Okay, awesome. So he was actually instructed by God. At this case, at this time, he's in Rome. And he's, he's like under house arrest, right? And so for like two years, two whole years, he taught the gospel. He taught the good news. People literally came by his house to see him and to learn from him. Okay. So where is Paul at this time? Paul. Huh? Paul's in his house. He's in the house. He's under house arrest. He's in Rome. So he's under house arrest in where? In Rome. So Derek, what do you know about Paul after this moment? He proclaimed the kingdom of God. Okay, so he proclaimed the kingdom of God, no matter what, right? Yes, and then he talked away. Yeah. Okay. All right, so I'll read this one. Second Timothy 4, 7 and 8. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. So he's saying, hey, I've done everything that I've known and I fought the good fight. I've kept the faith. And he says, I'm going to get a crown of righteousness from the righteous judge. Right. He's saying, hey, you know what? I worked this thing out. I ultimately did what God called me to do. And so my reward is, is it among people? No, my reward is in heaven. Okay. So most scholars believe there are, that these are the last words Paul ever wrote. How does he say, how does he say, how does he say, uh, excuse me, how does he sound to you? Does he sound like he's happy or sad or melancholy or he's satisfied? What do you think? He sounds calm. Okay. All right. So, Yanni, you take two. Says, I kept the faith. Can you say the same about your life so far? Why? Why not? Have you kept the faith? Yes. You have? 
-hmm. Why or why not? Are you ready for that question? No, I don't know. Okay. All right, Derek, what about you? Have you kept the faith? Yeah. You have? What'd you do? Why or why not? You want to share more? I read my Bible every night. Okay, you read your Bible every night. And I tell others. You tell others. Others to pray. I have to spend. Okay. The boy, boyfriend was in a car crash and was in the hospital and she was scared for him. So I told her to pray. You told her and to pray? Even though she didn't really believe in us, she prayed anyway. Okay. Now he's better. And now he's better. Okay. She asked me to thank you. Every day? Okay. She actually thanks me for it. All right. So what does a life that can say, I have kept the faith, look like at the end? How can you live now so that you can say the, the same thing at the end of your life? Okay, I'll answer this one. <clears throat> so it means being honest with God and with others and utilizing your gift to the fullest extent, right? So we see in the lesson that Paul was a instrument set aside by God. When he received the revelation on Damascus Road, did he keep killing Christians? Or he went into a area for three days of concentration. He fasted and he prayed and he was before God. And so when Ananias came, right, he received more information about what was happening to him. And so once he understood that he was called to be an instrument for God, he says, no, I got to go talk to the Jewish council and get my get my spot back so I can finish killing Christians? No, he, he, he received more revelation and he began to teach what God by the Holy Spirit showed him. And so he was committed, he was dedicated. And so that's great um, what you shared, Derek, about praying and, and so you were dedicated to that. So that's what God, wants us to do and doesn't matter your age he just has something special just for you to do and to complete all right and so we're going to close that's the lesson on today it was really great um and we we saw where paul preached he was bold and he remained faithful to the things of god okay um derek would you like to pray please Go ahead. You can pray. Oh, that's your prayer. Okay, I'll pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for life, health, and strength. We glorify you, Father, because you have provided Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Not only did you provide him, but he was obedient and faithful to the call. He allowed himself to be bruised, beaten, and hung up on the tree, and he gave himself 
That's the ultimate sacrifice for you and I. Not only that, but on Damascus Road, he spoke to Paul and he says, hey, why are you persecuting me? Why are you killing um, me or those that represent me? And so we thank you that we receive the fullness of revelation. We thank you that your Holy Spirit is dwelling down on the inside of us. And we declare that your word shall never return unto you void. And we will continue in faith, in holy boldness, sharing the gospel and being faithful to you. And so we thank you for the listeners that will listen and be blessed by this message. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. All right, all right. Hey, thank you for tuning in on today. And we just believe that you are receiving the fullness of the word. And so God bless you from Pastor Derek Fletcher, uh, Derek and Iyani, and yes, and amen, you. God bless you. All right. Can you guys hear the music? No. You no. didn't even play it. What about now? Here it comes. God bless you.